0: This is Johnny Silva. I'm the pastor at Dilly First United Methodist Church, and this is our podcast. I wanted to thank you for joining us today. I hope this inspires you. I hope it builds your faith, and I hope it gives you perspective to see God moving in your life. Enjoy the message. It's a beautiful day today. It, it really is. And it started out, again, like a little cool, but, but it is uh, a really beautiful day, and it's a good day to be in the house of the Lord worshiping with you. And for those that weren't able to make it today and that are hopefully hearing this a little bit later on our podcast, welcome to you. And as you know, I am a chemistry teacher um, during the week and I have some interesting stories that I bring home to Laura, uh, my wife, Laura, every day. Um, It's not a shortage of entertainment for sure. Uh, so I teach them and I, I think it's a good trade-off really. Cause I teach him chemistry, which is not always the easiest thing to teach, but then I get some entertainment and some stories to share later. Now I do have the student in class and, uh, I'm not going to say his name, but, but he knows who he is. He's probably not even listening to this. So it's fine, but, uh, he is definitely a talker and he constantly uses phrases like, honestly, sir. And they all call me, sir, by the way, they don't say Mr. Silver or anything like that. Like, sir. Um, I even had another student that was saying, Oh, I'm not going to be able to make it. They text one of the, the other students. I'm not going to be able to make it. So text, sir, uh, tell sir that I'm not going to be able to be there today. <laughs> so I was like, okay, that's fine. But this, this particular individual, he, he says, uh, honestly, sir, like, and honestly, sir, and uh, other things like, um, like, without a doubt on my mind, sir, this is the way. I'm like, okay, all right, I get it. Like, he's very animated. And, and he is an entertainer for sure. And so this, this student comes into my class uh, on Thursday, and he's kind of limping a little bit. And in my mind, in the back of my mind, I was like, well, I'm not going to ask him because you know what? He's already going to tell me. I know he's going to tell me within the first five minutes. And sure enough, he goes, I know what you're, you're, you're probably wondering, sir, that, uh, what happened to me? And I won't leave you in suspense. I'm going to let you know. I was like, okay, all right. So apparently he was, uh, lifting weights and he, he's an athlete. So he was, um, doing some squats and he was maxing out in squats. And so I was like, OK, so and he goes through the whole thing to where he started out with a certain amount of weight and then he added more weight on and then he he accomplished that. And he added more and more weight on until he got to the point to where he was past where he had been previously. And he bends down with the weight and then when he comes back up, it was so hard and he felt a stinging pain in the back of his leg and he was had help to to kind of put it back, but, but he didn't get that weight. That, that of course was not his max. It was the weight right before that. And so I say this, I say all of this because, um, I think that he was trying to prove something maybe to him or maybe to somebody else. I don't know. But, but I was like, I I don't do that anymore because I was asked a, a couple of weeks back by him. Um, well what's your max sir What what's your max on bench what's your max um on you know squats I was like well I haven't done that in the longest time and you know honestly I don't do that anymore right I, I just don't do that if I would go to the gym which I which I don't I haven't been in a while obviously you can tell but I don't I, I wouldn't do that. Like, I wouldn't see how much weight I can lift. That's not something I do. Because in my mind, what I'm thinking of is I want to lift just enough weight so I don't hurt myself, right? Because I'm going to think I, I might hurt my knee or it might hurt my back. Now, he's not thinking that. He's thinking, how much can I do? How much can I put on? But, but that's just kind of silly, though. And, and I, I even told him a couple of weeks back, like, that's not something that, you know, you probably... I'm not going to tell you what to do. You're going to do your own thing anyway, but but it might be something worth listening to that you don't have to get your max. You don't have to find that point. I mean, just work out. I mean, just work out for fun. And I was thinking that I'm a little bit older, just a little bit older than a 10th grader, so I should be wiser, right? And I should... Uh, Not really want to impress people with how much weight I can lift or what my max might be. Even though it might look like a lot of fun. But, But what does that do anyway? I mean, who really piles on weight upon weight upon weight just to see how much weight they can carry before hurting themselves? I mean, that sounds silly, right? I mean, who would ever do anything like that? Who would ever pile on more and more weight just to see how much they can actually shoulder? Who would ever take on more than they can actually handle? Who would ever live beyond their means, financial or otherwise? Who would um, never keep on saying yes? I mean, they, they want to keep on saying yes. They we, we keep on doing that. We keep on doing that and we saying yes when, when we know that, that we actually probably shouldn't. But But who does that? You know, we would never do that, right? You know, for some people, this message, that's all they need to hear, right? They, all they need to hear is that, you know, don't take on more than you can handle. Create your barriers, have good self, you know, awareness and all that sort of stuff and be able to say no, know when and how to say no. And for some people, that's all that they need to hear. And that's great. And they can stop listening. But for the rest of us, for the rest of us who are or anything like me, I've heard that message before. And I maybe did something with that message, at least for a little while. And then I'm right back where I started. I'm piling on more. I'm taking on more than I can handle. I'm taking on that one more thing that I probably shouldn't. I know I shouldn't. I know I should say no to, but, but I do it anyway. I, I'm, I'm getting that one more thing because if I just do that, then I'll be where I want to be. But I just can't help thinking about that. Because I'm right where I started. I'm still doing the same thing. So obviously there's something that runs much deeper than the surface that we, we have to kind of deal with. And I, and I use that under the surface because uh, there's this movie on Disney called Encanto. And if you haven't seen it, um, well, you should probably see it or at least listen to the music. The music is fantastic. So it's by Lin-Manuel Mel- Lin Miranda, who does like uh, Hamilton and, and some of the other things. So, I mean, it's it's good music. <clears throat> but on, on this movie, Encanto, there is a... Um, it's a family it's dealing with family and the oldest sister uh, Louisa she is the oldest and the strongest of all the siblings and her special powers they all have special powers her special power is strength and what I mean by strength is not just oh you're a little bit strong no I mean she lifts buildings She, again, this is a cartoon, of course. She lifts buildings, she lifts donkeys. She does all that sort of stuff without any hesitation, without any question. She just does it because that's what she's supposed to do. That's her identity. And she reveals that this is what everyone sees on the surface. But, and it goes into this. Under the surface, I feel berserk as a tightrope walker in a three ring circus. Under the surface, I'm pretty sure I'm worthless. If I can't be of service, a flaw or a crack, the straw and the stack that breaks the camel's back. What breaks the camel's back, it's sure pressure, like drip, 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 that will never stop. Pressure that'll tip, 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 so it just goes pop. Give it to your sister. Your sister's older. Give her all the heavy things we can't shoulder. What am I if I can't run with the ball? If I fail to pressure like a grip, 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 and it won't let go. Pressure like a tick, 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 till it's all ready to blow. Give it to your sister, she's stronger. See if she can hang on a little longer. Who am I if I can't carry it all? Why is it that we think that we have to do all of this on our own? Who are we trying to impress, really? Is it that we want to be thought of as tough or strong or being able to not bend under the pressure? But we are strong. And we might be able to handle the pressure, all the pressure, all the stress, and even all the anxiety for a while. But not if, but when it gets to be too much and we reach our max. We will hurt ourselves. And we will have no choice but to take time to heal and to rest. Let's take the time to look at Matthew chapter 11, verses 28 through 30, to learn how we too, might find that ever-elusive rest in God. So when we're talking about the synoptic gospels like Matthew, he is one of those the gospels that carries the most kind of Jewish undertone to it. Like he knows a lot about the faith, the Jewish faith. And we can see this in his writing. Matthew consistently and constantly upholds the law And also places a very high importance on the fulfillment of prophecy. Many would simply want to just do away with the Old Testament. and, and, And I've seen that before. Because, right, we have something new. We have the New Testament. But again, the New Testament wouldn't be anything without the Old. And so we can see this. For Matthew, it's, it's not an either or. It's not the Old Testament or the New Testament. The old way of doing things or the new of way of doing things. It's about a both and sort of situation. And we see this highlighted in Matthew 5, 17, when he says this, Do not think that I, Jesus, have come to abolish the law or the prophets. I have come not to abolish, but to fulfill. Bringing fullness, bringing meaning, much more than was ever before. That's what Jesus came to do. Uh, And and this is from the perspective of Matthew, who has been in the Jewish faith. And Matthew identifies the burdens. He's able to do that. The burdens of his fellow brothers and sisters and the Jewish faith, because he is one of them. And I'm not sure if you realize this, but in the Jewish faith, there are 613 commandments and 12 commandments. Prophets, including both the major and the minor prophets. And the yoke, as it is called, that the Jewish people use, this is what they use to, to direct their lives and to, to stay in a right relationship with God and one another. So the invitation that we see in verse 28 here is open to the Jews, it's open to the Greeks, it's open to everyone that is just trying to make it, just trying to make it in this life with immeasurable pressure and weight and stress. In verse 28, it says, Come to me, all you that are weary and are carrying heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Like we talked about last week, it is to our benefit to complete, to be completely honest and open and transparent before the Lord. Because only then can we begin that healing process and find strength in our weakness. So, in all honesty, we must admit to ourselves that we truly are weary. And that we carry heavy burdens. We have to admit that, even though we don't want to. Even though on the surface, we want to make it seem like everything is okay. I don't often use the term weary, and it's kind of hard to say at least 10 times fast. But weary means a feeling or showing tiredness. Especially as a result of excessive um, exertion or lack of sleep. So to that, I would say, uh, yes, that's, that's me for sure. And if that's the case, then, then I have been in a constant state of weariness since probably Jackson, my eight year old, almost nine year old, uh, was born. And if you want to see tired, if you're ever wondering what tired looks like, not if you didn't know what that (coughs) feels like, but if you wanted to see what tired looks like, all you got to do is look at first time parents, right? who are trying to figure out what it really means to be a parent, right? You, you have the, the, the baby that's always crying and you think you know what's going to go on, right? Well, they're, they're crying because they're hungry or they're crying because they need to be changed or they're crying because they need to sleep. You check all those boxes off, they're still crying. You don't know why. All you want is just to sleep, right? And Laura's cousin, uh, who is a Navy SEAL, It was interesting because he's a Navy SEAL, right? And he was saying, you know, Johnny, I've been through a lot. I've seen a lot. And he's a first time parent uh, and his baby now is probably closer to two. But at that time, I caught him in that, you know, six week window right there. He's like, I've been through a lot, but that is torture. It's like, Whoa. Okay. And that made me feel a little bit better. I was like, cause I've gotten through that right. Uh, two times. And, uh, for those that have more than two kids, um, good on you. Cause that's awesome. Um, but it, it made me think about like how much we are all seeking and we are all so weary, even those of us who are the strongest or thought to be the strongest. And this is why I I don't don't know why this is the case, but but some people come up to you and I don't know if this has ever happened to you, but it's happened to me, especially when I was in that first, you know, couple of weeks or so as a brand new parent. Right. But they come up to you and say, wow, you look tired. I'm like, they think it's acceptable to say that, like I didn't know that this was brand new information. And I mean, what do you even say to that? What do you even say to somebody that says, you look tired? Why, thank you. That's the look I was going for. Nailed it, right? Now, when I'm talking, or when we're talking about burdens, uh, a burden is a heavy load that is difficult to carry, like a problem or a responsibility even, that can cause one so much difficulty and worry and hard work. So, yeah, sign me up for that too. I, I have that too. And I'm not just referring to those things that uh, that kind of max out our things, like those you know, squats. Like who would want to do that? So, when Jesus is, is doing here is he's painting such a broad stroke that it includes everyone. Because everyone in some measure or fashion is weary. Everyone in some measure or fashion is carrying a heavier load than they should. And if this is the case, if this is where you find yourself, which you probably do, you're in the right place. And since you're already here, you might as well take a complimentary measure of that rest that we so desperately seek. And when Jesus says, come to me, if you think about this, it's like an echo from before When he called his disciples, it's the same words used, come to me, follow me, but come to me. It's an invitation. So this becomes a much larger invitation than just simply come to me. It means more. (coughs) And then we continue in verse 29. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls." For those of you who are not familiar with this kind of imagery of yoke, a yoke is uh, for an oxen and and it's for an ox. And it's a a wooden apparatus that that is kind of placed upon them and it allows some work to be done, right? So you put that upon them and you attach something behind them, uh, like Um, plowing a field maybe, or even carrying a cart, whatever the case might be, it allows for this work to be done. Now, here's what you might not know about that. One ox can certainly do a particular um, amount of work, and they can do a lot. But however, two oxen can actually produce not double, but triple the amount of work so added up together one single one and one single one can produce let's say two but in this case when they're yoked together they can actually one plus one equals three the other part of this that you may or may not know is that when two oxen are kind of yoked together it's usually an older stronger and more experienced ox that is paired up or yoked with a younger less experienced ox. So this does a couple of things. What it does is for that, that older ox, they shoulder more of the burden, more of the brunt of the weight of that yoke. And the younger ox learns what to do, where to go, and how to work from that older ox. It's like a mentor almost. So take My yoke upon you and learn from me is actually an imitation for us to follow Christ. A yoke in terms of rabbi is his teaching or an approach to life and scripture. So this is being compared to those, remember those 613 commandments and those 12 prophets. That yoke was pretty heavy for the Jewish faith, right? For the people in the Jewish faith. That's their yoke that they were living with. And this is also being compared for us, for all those people that we currently follow, compare ourselves to, or take advice from, as if they were some kind of experts. So, like the young ox, we too can learn from the much wiser and stronger and perfect Jesus. Through His teaching, life, death, and resurrection, we can learn from Him. And I know that scripture says, uh, <clears throat> the scripture says that we are to take our yoke, His yoke upon us. And that seems like a tough thing to do because it means, okay, this is a sign that I'm about to work, and it's going to be tough. And it's not easy to follow Jesus through all the distractions and all the imbi- other invitations that are thrown at us in life. But the way I picture it is not like that. The way I picture it is kind of like. When I'm holding my son, my son's hand knocks. And I know better than him, at least I think I do, I, I should. Um, and I, I carry his, his hand, I hold his hand as we're going through a parking lot. And I know he wants to jump in those puddles, I know that. And it looks like fun. But I also know that if he does that, then his feet are gonna be wet. And we still got a whole bunch of things to do after that. So. So I steer him away from that. I also like pull him back away from oncoming traffic because he might not be paying attention, but I am. And so that's the way I see it. And that is a little bit more inviting to me and a little bit more loving than putting something on you that says I'm about to do some work. I think for me anyway, it's a lot more like that kind of care and compassion that a father might have for their child looking out for them, knowing what is best for them. In verse 30, he continues this like this, For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Now you've probably heard of Matthew 11, 28 through 30, and hopefully you find some peace in that, some some comfort in that. But what I also want to do is maybe give a different perspective of what this might look like for us. Because whenever it says, my yoke is easy, what uh, maybe a better understanding of easy is, that is used here, is maybe good or right. So maybe even better. And so for our Jewish brothers and sisters, Jesus acts like kind of a filter. For all of those 613 commandments and 12 prophets and gives us what we really need to do. It filters everything out and kind of boils everything down, focuses everything down to what we really need for our lives. Jesus basically simplifies it for them, but he simplifies it for us too. I see that this is Jesus helping us to purge and get rid of things from our lives that aren't completely necessary. Jesus also helps us with those things that are entirely way too much to carry on our own. But somehow, some way, some reason, we feel like we have to do that. And through this journey of relinquishing our previous yoke, whatever that might be for us, and taking on the yoke of Jesus, we are able to then find rest, And we can finally get rid of that weight that has been so heavy, so pressing down on us for so long. And we can just, and just like the, when we finally unload that burden, it's almost like we are lighter, right? It's been pressing on us for so long, so hard for so long, bringing us so much pain, so much anxiety, so much That whenever it's lifted off of us, finally, it's like we can kind of float, almost. And I think about this, and this all sounds great. It sounds good. It sounds the best ever. But at the end of the day, it's just this. It's an invitation. And so what what Jesus is doing here is he's giving us an opportunity to live a different type of life. Now, this invitation can go one of two ways. Either we can say no to this invitation and we can carry on and keep on doing what we've been doing before. But as Dr. Phil likes to say, and how's that working out for you? We know how it works out. We know what to expect. Right? It's going to be more weight. It's going to press us down even more. We're going to be more tired, more weary. We're going to have more burden on us. It's not going to get any easier. But so what Jesus is saying here is like, Hey, I have a different way. I have a better way of living. But it's an invitation and it starts like this. Come to me. Come to me. So if we do say yes. this invitation. This is what it's going to mean. It's going to mean that we have to actually go towards Jesus. If we're living our lives in a way that is not really going towards Jesus, we need to redirect our lives, line up with Him, focus on Him, and go toward our Savior. That's what it means. The other thing it means is that we're going to actually have to relinquish. We're going to have to lay down our burdens. You've heard that before, but this is what it means. That yoke that we've had for so long that we've become so comfortable with. So used to. We're going to actually have to take it off and there's pain in that too. Because we have been so used to that feeling like that for so long and we've been pressed down with that yoke that has given us no relief. But just more pain. But we've become so comfortable with it that it becomes our identity. And it's going to be painful to, to leave that at the feet of Jesus, to lay it down. And the other thing it's going to mean is that we not only have to lay it down, but like we, were, we uh, read before, Jesus frees us for joyful Obedience. Jesus frees us for joyful obedience. So we're freed from one thing. But now, like we sang before, we have to trust and obey. So we take off one yoke and we put on the yoke of Jesus. We're freed for joyful obedience. And see, like that one oxen, we were only able to do so much before we just were maxed out Before we just faltered. But now we are yoked with Jesus. Jesus is our teammate in this. And and it's where we find what it truly means to live an abundant life because we're with Jesus. But just like with anything new, it's gonna take some getting used to. But if we're honest with ourselves, you know what? that yoke that we were living with before, it never really fit right. It was maybe a little bit tight here in this in this place and, and maybe a little bit looser there, and it never really fit right for us. And so we piled on more, and we took on more, and we got this thing, and we got that thing. Because maybe if we did that, it would fit a little bit better. But again, we came to really have it be a part of who we are but that's a lie we don't have to live like that so we take it off we put on the yoke of Jesus and in doing so we find out that we were capable of more with Jesus than without Jesus we know that that before we were doing things a particular way we knew what to expect It's going to be something new. We don't know what to expect. And just like last week, we have to prepare to be amazed, right? So, but with this new, with this new yoke, the yoke of Jesus, we can finally find rest. We can finally know where to go and we're going to learn from Jesus. There's going to be work involved, but you know what? It's going to be okay it's going to be better because it's going to be with Jesus. So, like I said, this is an invitation to all, to all who find themselves weary, to all who find themselves to be carrying heavy burdens. And just like when we invite people to the table, who is not, it's not our table, it's Jesus' table, all are welcome. All are welcome. But it's an invitation. We have to respond. We have to go towards Jesus. We have to take off the yoke that we've been living with all of our lives and put on this yoke that feels so good because it's what we were made for. That other one just never fit right. And so when we think about it, when we are yoked with Jesus, we can see firsthand that He is the truth, the way, and the life. When we are yoked with Jesus, we are finally able to unburden ourselves so we feel light enough to float. When we are yoked with Jesus, we finally find that ever-elusive rest that we so desperately crave. When we are yoked with Jesus, we no longer have to be afraid of what's under the surface because He already knows And he loves us. And with that, with that invitation, may we respond with our lives, with our faith. May it be so. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. There's a couple of things I'd love for you to do. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. And please share this message with friends and family to help us spread the gospel message. And thanks again for joining us on Dilly First United Methodist Church podcast. Blessings.